1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash spoken today.
2: All right, Alice. All Hi. right. Barely 10 minutes late. Everybody, thank Alice. Are you, are you all set, Princess? Do you look pretty enough?
3: I do. Pretty, thank you.
2: Okay. How's your do you have your uh truly or your
3: I do. Just ah. one. It's early.
2: <laughs> and did you see that I retweeted your tweet?
3: I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I was no, look, rushing I to get it. ready. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't like that.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so um how are you?
3: I am... You said you were stressed out. I you am tested stressed me. out. Why are yes. you stressed out? Because like, there's a thousand things that need to get done.
2: So you yeah. were asking about this this uh, pullover. I got this at The Gap, I believe, in the year of our Lord, right when we were new, probably. I think I got it with Dan McKenna. 2010? When I needed... Um, we were doing the walk for hunger, the bar crawl for hunger then, and I needed some, another layer. So I think that's when I got this. All right, Alice, uh, what does it mean to you? Michael jay pence now has documents found at his place his lawyer say well
3: i believe i said like a week or two ago that uh i think all these people they could get on having mishandled classified information because they're all around a ton of it all the time they probably can get anybody on that stuff
2: okay maybe that's true maybe they can that's part of how the
3: deep state controls people that's my opinion
2: Perhaps you're right about that. Well, then, y- y- knowing that, and Michael J. Pence being somebody who's careful enough to not... Uh-oh. To not... Uh-oh. What's happening here? To just yeah, to not...
3: It's just... Yeah, I think it's fine now. You Check, check, check.
2: Being somebody who doesn't even go to dinner with a woman who's not his wife, you would figure he would be a little more careful when answering reporters' questions.
1: you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House?
4: Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area.
1: Uh, well, there well, were classified documents, and they were in, as you report, an unprotected area. Do uh, uh, uh,
2: you take any classified documents? Okay. Do you see any reason for anyone? So you don't anyone? need my recording, do you? No. Because I just stopped the recording. So yeah. I just started it again. Nobody will notice. I'll so just wonder what that was. But so now it won't sync up with you. But it doesn't matter.
3: I don't think I need it.
2: So, 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 what is this? What is happening in front of us right now? Is this the, is the next step here? Is this mean that we start um, disqualifying people from um, a national office, or does this mean we have a? chat about over classification of documents and then make this whole thing a misdemeanor and wipe our hands and learn better um why are you smirking
3: i'm thinking about Whoopi goldberg Oh, okay (laughs) did you listen to any of that i did i did i did so but because what you're saying essentially is you know Whoopi said today basically what you're saying. Like, do we need to reevaluate how meaningful this is? Because, you know, they can declassify them anyway. To be in full
2: disclosure, Whoopi, it's not said, that, it's not, Whoopi said everything today.
3: It's not that big a deal. There are basically. three uh,
5: versions of classified documents. They're confidential documents. That's uh, something that could be expected to damage uh, national security if disclosed. Then there is top secret which is information that could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage. And then there's, then
2: there's the uh, Donald Trump version. that means Then you there's have to,
3: whatever Donald Trump had.
2: Exactly, which is worse than all of the they others. They had nuclear. Yep. Secret information, which is uh,
5: expected to cause serious damage to national security yeah. if disclosed. Now, those are both, the levels.
2: Those are the levels. levels.
5: Mm-hmm. Presidents and vice presidents can declassify these.
2: Not now, I, I believe that's wrong already.
3: Yeah, I thought it was just the yes. president. V- but president- she's willing to extend it to vice she's president. She's throwing it right
5: out there. <laughs> With their brains,
2: there is, a, you have to Promises. go, there is something that you go. In other words, not in the way that Trump did.
3: Right, where he just said it's declassified.
2: Right. She has no evidence that Biden did whatsoever, and we have no evidence that he's able to. (laughs) And certainly, a senator is neither a president nor a vice president. But this is the effort. (laughs) This is is really... She's
3: willing to speculate on his behalf that not only would he be allowed to, but that he did actually go through the process and properly declassify the documents.
2: This is somebody (laughs) who is having a mental health episode. That's what this is. She is just simply trying to reckon in her mind what she needs to be true. She needs it to be true. Need this validation because she's not the greatest thing in the world unless he's the worst thing in the world. And that's the only validation she has because I guess she doesn't believe uh, in God or any other way of of showing her self-worth as something. So this is what she needs. Needed this to work out for me. So a bank shot. This this kind of classification unclassified. This um, was consensual in not in Florida. It has okay. Okay, I can work with that. This is just somebody looking for a fix, is it not?
3: <laughs> yes. She's like, I just needed to be sure that Trump did something really bad, and and you know Biden didn't
5: through before it's declassified but uh, this order came it was expanded right after that uh, george bush put it into place because george bush made it so presidents
2: note to, to, to the abc the view producers <laughs> don't give her stuff anymore <laughs> she doesn't know how to compile it she doesn't know what it means she's throwing it out there she's already misinterpreting it this is like just let her be stupid, and and we'll move to the next person after that. Yeah,
3: don't try and give her like backgrounders on topics.
2: To yeah, do. Whoopi doing her best. F. Lee Bailey is not good. It does not <laughs> doesn't work well.
5: Could declassify Obama stretched it to make it uh, vice
2: president. So given, Did I they, wish they would say. You think Obama said, you know what? You know who really needs to be <laughs> seeing. <laughs> Seeing this and really having possession of this. I think Joe Biden should
3: be able to declassify documents, said Obama.
5: (laughs) You know what? Let Joe do it.
3: Say all that
5: while they're explaining what's going on. Because if you say, you know, a classified document, everybody goes, oh, my God. How dare he keep that?
2: Especially (laughs) if you were watching The View two months ago.
5: And if these guys can declassify, presidents and vice presidents can not declassify, are we chasing our tail with some of this?
0: Of course,
3: then Alyssa Farrah Griffin kind of, like, the rest of the people there, like, Alyssa Farrah Griffin couldn't really, like, let this fully slide.
2: Yeah, she's like, there's a chance I may have to get another job <laughs> once America realizes how stupid this show is. So I better get on the record of doing something.
4: Well, but the, th- that's a very good point, but I think it, it has to be true for Trump and for Biden. So if for for president biden to be able to declassify something there has to be evidence he did in fact declassify it which is the thing that trump's trying to argue i declassified it right, well there's he no says evidence he didn't he, did did.
5: He, did, he didn't go through the, the process he say he did with his mind but is
4: biden li- saying he even did i don't that. think no, biden's saying that, saying that yet and i think yeah. what i'm frustrated by is I, is how Kind of brazen and dismissive, President Biden has been of this because he said it went from, you know, anyone could be irresponsible, but I have no regrets. There's no there, there. To oh, but it was locked up next to my Corvette. I mean, this, as you said, is a very serious matter. One top secret document means a risk to great, a grave risk to national security, and it's a bad fact pattern for.
2: Okay, want to hear Whoopi come back? Mm-hmm.
4: Think we're going to find more documents. It's at some point I think he needs to say there may be more. I open up any residence I've been in to um, you know to be searched. But cooperation doesn't negate the fact that he had these wrongly in the first place. Well, we don't know that he
5: had them. Wrong. Let's this. Well, it's it's. We hard. don't know. We don't. Wow. This is the crap. Uh, the stuff. Trying to the, find I, I, what, the word. What's the word? This yeah. is the thing about this. It's, is
6: well, he's been in public f- service for a very long time.
2: Methuselah child.
6: Yes, very long
3: time. And I. I
2: Is that an exoneration? He's been in public service for a very long time?
3: could happen to anyone, honey.
2: He's been in public service for a very long time. You know, you would think that meant that he wouldn't have any documents.
3: Right, that he would know how to handle them. He's expected to
2: be breaking the law. He's been doing this for years. He's expected to be absolutely flouting the law as a senator for a very long time.
6: And, and I, I was troubled when I saw, oh, you have stuff from when you were a senator, too? Yeah. Because, I mean, he was a senator for a long time. But I, w- what I am struggling with is not necessarily the levels of classification. I'm not necessarily struggling with the fact that I do think he's been a little bit unapologetic, a little bit perhaps cavalier in his response, because he realizes that Trump was flushing stuff down the toilet, and we're talking about 300 versus maybe 15, and intent is really important. So I don't think you can compare at all the that's not
2: what biden is saying he realized that trump was flushing stuff to stuff down the toilet it's another some speculative piece of crap that somebody (laughs) said and
3: every insane blue wave twitter thing i'm surprised they haven't said yet that he like buried secret documents in ivana's coffin or whatever remember 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 they were doing that for a while yes
2: yes remember um remember um putin gave him a soccer ball I don't remember In that. Stockholm. Isn't that where they met? Oh, Helsinki? Maybe. And it, a Trump, like, I think, from the podium, like, threw it to um, Melania. But I'm surprised that's not a bigger thing. Putin literally gave him a soccer ball, and he accepted it.
6: Criminal liability between the two. But I do have a problem with the process. Why is it? that the process is either not ironclad or they don't know it or they don't understand it. We've both worked for the government. I could never take something out of a grand jury secret area and take it home without either getting fired or getting someone killed. And I know you've had the same experience. And so, and I was a low level US attorney. I like to think I was somebody, (laughs) but I was just what they call a line assistant and a supervisor. So my question is, Biden, um, Trump, uh, uh, everybody now, Vice President yep. Harris becomes a, a suspect. Well, the, what do you have at your house? That's-
2: the good thing is, in the case of Vice President Harris, I tend to doubt she took anything home.
3: <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. I don't think she cracked
2: it. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, She's never actually read a classified document. Sarah Haynes. part that jumped out at me is you had a former president. That's one person. Then you have a vice
7: president, because clearly it was extended to a vice president. Yeah. Now you're talking about 50 potential senators that yes. can walk out of the place with this. Mm-hmm. So this probably runs... a hundred. Uh, hundred, sorry. Yeah. That runs deeper than what we even thought. Yeah. And what I would like, and it's actually, like Alyssa said, Joe, President Biden is a straight talker. It's what people love about him.
3: Come out and just wow. say... Wow.
2: We're still doing that, huh? <laughs>
3: We're still playing the game. Wow. Good old Joe. hey. hey I don't know what
2: here. I got Straight talker What will happen in Afghanistan? Historic airlifts, Man, that's <laughs> straight talk
6: I don't know what's going well, on He
7: did but say we're
2: gonna, he we're gonna know figure He did say I do not know What part he- that Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Alice I don't think That women should ever get the right to vote i sorry <laughs>
7: Yeah, let me say this, though. I think it's very important to understand the difference between cooperation and obstruction. Yes. If Donald so Trump's true. lawyers had said, come in yeah, and investigate, yeah, we are inviting you to Mar-a-Lago, he wouldn't have had to have a subpoena, and Mar-a-Lago would not have been raided. I also think Joe Biden needs to be sober, needs to be regretful, needs to be serious, yes. needs to listen to these re- uh, Democratic senators. And let me say this. And his lawyers. But let me say this. Democrat.
2: And his lawyer says, idiot. <laughs> his lawyers are the reason he's having the problem he's having right, right. now.
3: And I love and the logic. Like, well, he needs to protect the himself. The FBI wouldn't have to raid you if you would just let them come in and search you consensually, like, as though that makes any freaking difference. And by the way,
2: Biden held on to this stuff for at least six years, maybe 50 years. So... He needed the feds to come in and get it. Yeah. They just didn't realize that they needed. But he had this stuff. And by the way, if he didn't know he had it, why was it secured?
3: Good question. I don't know. Huh. Hmm.
7: Democratic senators are being truthful and, are, and have yeah. the cojones to criticize yes. the sitting Democratic president. Yeah. Whereas
2: every Cojones, dum-dum you've got the knives out the cojones you think <laughs> that adam schiff is suddenly just an honest in- integrity filled guy
3: it's so brave biden could take any <sighs> of them down my oh, god republican kept saying oh it's just a witch hunt
7: republicans won't even comment on the long island Lilita they've got in what? their midst george santos they won't even say a word about oh i see
2: oh. she came up with she used to try to do that a lot to get on shows and cnn she'd have a Good, li- like, being. Remember when she did her nails one time when a when Republican was speaking? She filed her nails. Um, She's saying the Long Island Lilita. She's looking oh, for her. Lylita, it. Oh, Lilita. I get it. It's her, it. Yeah. it's uh-huh. her, um, yeah, viral moment. I'm not even sure if the guy represents Long Island, but it doesn't matter.
3: Is that, um, Santos? Is that a little bit homophobic too, do we think? Well,.
2: I don't know. I mean, it's so so little uh, heft.
7: About that. Whereas the number two guy I in think, the Senate and the number two Democrat in the Senate is has the spine to criticize the sitting Democratic uh, president, yeah. his friend and former colleague of 12 years. I think years. it's will, We
6: need I to, think it's Kitara. I don't think it's Lolita. This will
4: ultimately.
3: Let Let me say the this. dumbs
2: are at a loggerhead.
3: <laughs> now about this show, but I don't know. We come down Maybe we can't go to the View for sober political analysis and legal understanding of the nuances of classified document projections. Do you think?
2: I think that you've got a problem with your gender, and that's why I—that's <laughs> that, why I think I want all trans men from now on to be on the View.
3: You mean trans women?
2: Whatever, fake women. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. Like Riley.
3: Oh, good. Oh, God. Riley was in court today, I think, right?
2: Riley was in court today. We heard from... Riley's mother is a psychotic. <laughs> we heard from her today. And this is just a couple of shortcuts from uh, mom about uh, Riley. Oh, sorry. Hold on. There we go.
7: Is Riley not guilty? Again, everything about this specific case, I refer you to my statement.
2: Is Riley not guilty? But your case statement doesn't talk about whether or not Riley is guilty. Your statement talks about the cycle of pain and love.
7: Mm-hmm. I love all my children and Riley dearly, um, but this is a difficult time.
2: Why are all the other children dragged into this? <laughs> Riley's the dude who was attacking a cop. Who, by the way, was dressed mostly like a guy in court today—an a-hole.
3: <laughs> what an a-hole! Well, I think I—I I don't know. I think Riley's not. Well, we've heard both that Riley's non-binary and that Riley's a daughter. So Riley's even really
2: more different and special than the know. different and special people? Wow. I'm shocked.
7: I condemn violence against everyone, whether that is against police or against community members as a result of, of any person or government entity.
2: What does that really mean?
3: She means by police.
2: Right. The people police killed. Which caused, rightfully, this kind of... Which is
3: why my son is out tagging on Boston Common and getting into fights with police officers. Which is why
2: he's a hero.
3: I have confidence that there will be an equitable
7: and fair outcome.
2: Once again, I would just say I'm feeling some white privilege happening. If she Mm -hmm. wants an equitable outcome, well, then Riley should, should have had the tar beat out of him that day. To match all the time that black suspects are beat up by cops, mm-hmm. which they do all the time. Riley should yeah. be hurting today. Equitable yeah. outcome. Ugh. What else do you want to talk about? I want to change the topic. I want to get off politics.
3: <sighs> well, we didn't get to talk about tipping yesterday. Oh,
2: tipping it is. Let's do it. Go ahead. Tipping. I don't even know the story.
3: Well, it's just, um, this was a story that was in AP yesterday, but I've been seeing like more on this and I'm sure you've Hey, by the way, too. look out,
2: Alice. Uh, Morgan's probably excited. He probably thinks it's cow tipping. <sharp inhale> get it, Vermont?
3: Get it? I got it. Yeah. I'm sure Morgan's pleased with to... that. You know there's um, a Morgan
2: horse that's from Vermont? I've heard that. wonder if Morgan knows.
3: Probably. Um... So anyway, but the thing about this is, is that lately, like, more and more places are doing these, like, touchpad checkout things. And part of the touchpad checkout is it allows you to leave a tip even at places where you normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Like, normally you wouldn't have been able to leave a tip at a like at a Starbucks, you know, not Mm -hmm. just a cash tip, but like a tip on your actual tab. And at a lot of these places, like especially if they have a drive-through, the checkout person's like handing you the touchpad or you can like enter your tip amount. So it's this really awkward situation where it's like they're seeing if you're leaving a tip or not and there's like suggested tips of like 10 and 15% for something you would not normally tip 10 or 15% for. Right. Like just getting your coffee at Starbucks. Right. So and this is becoming like more and more common. uh, like These digital payment methods where customers are being automatically prompted to leave a gratuity. And so a bunch of people are starting to say like this is really annoying. Like I don't want to have social pressure to leave a tip everywhere I go. Right. Like um, but. There was this a big AP article about it, and they asked, like, etiquette experts who basically said you can feel fine not tipping. But they also interviewed some of the workers who feel that you should feel obligated to tip.
2: Oh. Oh, is that, is that audio that I have, or is that just quotes?
3: Um, there is some audio. I'm not sure. It, it's kind of tough to look through, but... Um... But anyway, so Dylan Shanker is one of them. The 38-year-old earns about $400 a month in tips, which provides a helpful supplement to his $15 an hour wage as a barista at a Philadelphia cafe located inside a How of old is he? Again? 38. So the $400 a month is really a helpful supplement to his budget. So if you could continue to leave that. Most of those tips come. Hey. <laughs>
2: I know that we spent a few extra bucks, but Dylan's so worth it.
0: <laughs> ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30 percent off the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. Uh, most of the tips come from consumers
3: who order coffee, drinks, or interact with the cafe for other things, such as carry-out orders. The gratuity helps cover his monthly rent and eases some of his burdens while he attends graduate school and juggles his job.
2: You get an extra <laughs> stipend from me personally because you handed me that vessel of hot liquid from there <laughs> to there.
3: Yes, but... And you did it well. But you'll be easing his burden so that he can go to graduate school, which you're also going to be paying his loans for very shortly, and I see. 38.
2: Love it. <laughs> uh,
3: Schenker says it's hard to sympathize with consumers who are able to afford pricey coffee drinks but complain about tipping. And he often feels demoralized when people don't leave behind anything extra, especially if they're regulars.
2: Feels demoralized?
3: <laughs> yes. It's demoralizing. It's hard to sympathize with you... Because I didn't you can hand could... <laughs> that coffee to you like a
2: first year, you know.
3: It's hard to this sympathize is, with people. This who... is 18
2: years worth of coffee handing experience. You
3: can you... afford this $7 latte. I mean, like, you shouldn't really be complaining about If You're at seven, you're burdens.
2: essentially already at 10. Let me make it easy for you. I'll just put her in myself.
3: <laughs> Tipping is about making sure the people who are performing that service for you are getting paid what they're owed, said Schenker.
2: <laughs> who is this a hole talking right now?
3: Dylan Schenker.
2: Oh, Dylan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Dylan. I don't know. 38 years old.
3: Who's been working in the service industry for roughly 18 years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yes.
2: I am somebody who has done every menial job. Yes. Else. Yes. Yes.
3: Did you feel you when were getting paid what you were pizzas, When I was
2: delivering pizzas in Kentucky and Tennessee for 2.50 an hour, no guaranteed tips. Else mm-hmm. was I in the food industry?
3: <laughs> you were?
2: I was, huh? <laughs> Service industry for 18 years. It's he's been hanging on to the <laughs> front facing retail end of he hasn't been working in the service industry he doesn't know you know what the economic impact the climate is having this season on the coffee beans part of the industry right he has the hand you the thing that says (laughs) you have to pay him more yeah he
3: has write your name on the cup Part of the industry,
2: we don't even know that. <laughs> we don't know that
3: he is in graduate school. He could he have must...
2: cup burnout now. If you, <laughs> anything more than a decade, usually they take you off cups.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. So then, this article from A. This is from AP, by the way. It goes on to say, like they, you know, talk about a bunch of these things. So basically, what Starbucks does is they add up all the tips for the day and then distribute it based on like the hours worked that day by they pool each pool the tips, mm-hmm. which isn't
2: great because somebody like Derek.
3: Dylan, D- D- sorry, D-
2: Dylan, D- is like a is a Jedi now mm-hmm. of putting a cap on and asking people if they need a tray and handing it to them. You know, the the first year, second years, they don't have that kind of grace that he has. He makes it rain, and the newbies are living off of his largesse.
3: I know. Um,
2: so, by the way, they also
3: say that consumers are more likely to tip when they get a big like a takeout order or something mm-hmm. like if it's a bunch of stuff versus like they're less likely to tip just on their regular coffee. Well, to
2: be honest. Mm -hmm. because like the dunkin donuts i go to is clutch i wouldn't mind if they got a an extra buck in there or whatever
3: right
2: i'd be fine with it because actually they're johnny on the spot they're awesome they make my life better right rather than unlike somebody who just sucks and they're they're great Mm -hmm. and here's another thing i want to give a defense and i rarely do this a defense of starbucks and i may have sent this to us like a month ago i had done another starbucks story and i think it was out of connecticut but we're, the Starbucks employees hated this thing, and some of them were so embarrassed by it that they handed it while crouching down hmm. through the w- through the window or over the thing. They didn't want to hand. They didn't want something. the
3: person to feel that they could see whether or not they were tipping.
2: Well, they didn't want the, to sh- like watch the person and say like, "For a dollar sixty-four coffee, mm-hmm. uh, you, I'm waiting for my gratuity that should be three to seven dollars." It's interesting
3: because I bet this push is coming from starbucks like trying to do something else for their employees because of all the unionization stuff
2: i get it but i mean
3: but i also think that the more companies don't leave a spot to do a tip for a job that's not traditionally tipped the consumers will appreciate that more
2: if it doesn't leave a spot
3: yeah like well, I would much rather, given the option, go to a coffee place that doesn't give me an option to ele- electronically leave a tip than one that does.
2: Okay, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind an option to be able to do it. To be honest, because I just don't carry cash anymore. That said, like there are times down the street from us, there's a pizza place, and I think it may have changed, but at the beginning of COVID, when it was all pickup, uh-huh. there was no, there was no tip option. I mean, you could leave cash if you had it, but other than that, there was no tip option, and that mm-hmm. I thought that sucked because we wanted to, yeah, at the beginning. But I mean, but also it's like some of that stuff has changed. I mean, I think that tipping should be. I mean, I'm into always tipping, almost. Yeah, I, I never. I don't think I ever stiff anybody unless like we we've missed our mailman. But that's not because we're a holes. It's we missed our mailman. Um, and and um. I generally, I think it's a good idea to take care of people. Generally, obviously, but this this thing like the star. First of all, Starbucks are not like normal people who work at car at coffee places. Starbucks people feel entitled. Derek feels that he's been in the food industry for seventeen years. He feels that how he's- is he
3: making fifteen I mean, dollars fifteen dollars an hour, having worked in food service for eighteen years. Um. That's literally what I want to know because I feel like that's, I feel like with that of- feel like of that's ex- a slow climb? I feel like with that level of experience and expertise, you should have uh, like maybe moved out. You should be like a- part time key holder or something by now. I mean I get the a little more. Been, I don't
2: know. I get the feeling that they've been trying to tell him now for <laughs> about fifteen years that it's time to move off.
3: Well maybe when he finishes his graduate degree, his lucrative <laughs> career doing I don't know what will <laughs> come to fruition. Imagine
2: that having a, a, a barista who's demanding to get tipped, who's really profound at philosophy and, like, imparts it onto you every time you go in there. Oh, Yeah,
3: so then they quote somebody who should say, like, it should be on the company to pay their employees properly. Schenker, the Philadelphia barista, agrees, to a certain extent. The onus should absolutely be on the owners, but that doesn't change overnight, he said, and this is the best thing we have right now. There
2: was a time... (laughs) In 1994, when I worked at the Hyatt, the Hyatt Harborside in Boston, mm-hmm. which was at that point brand new, it was at, in East Boston at Logan Airport, kind of a cool place. Mm-hmm. And my job, I had two jobs at the time. Worked at the Senesta in Boston, Senesta Hotel, and then my three to eleven job was at the Hyatt. Both places, I I was a banquet porter. I carried chairs and tables around, set up mm-hmm. for functions, and and I remember um, us. The general manager did this thing where like he would speak to each department one time a year, which always I know for a fact for him was a huge regret. So he comes and speaks to like the banquet porters. Mm-hmm. And and I remember one of the guys saying, yeah, I got a problem here is that I can never. And I was this is like these, these people. One of these guys I went to orientation with was like. Wouldn't let it go when the woman said, yeah, anybody have any questions during our orientation? I already was like halfway wanted to harm myself during orientation because they're like, remember, you know, <laughs> remember heart, hear, empathize, act, thank. It's like, what am I doing with my life? So, so anyway, already I'm like, please just get orientation done. This is my like third set of like polyester uniforms and, and name tags, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, please, please. And one of the guys says, yeah, I just got a question about uh, I am licensed to carry a firearm. And am I able to bring the firearm into my locker (laughs) during the shift? Oh, my God. And she was nice. She said, no, you're not allowed to do that. Can't bring any. He said, I do have a a Class B license to carry in the state of Massachusetts. I am also registered in Vermont. but That doesn't do anything over here. I thought to myself, my God. Anyway, we are asking. No such thing as a Vermont gun license. Asking the GM the gms spending time the general manager spending time and i got these same people saying yeah my uh, uniform always gets uh, is always wrinkled when i put it in my locker is there a way that we can do this and i'm like kill me kill me kill me kill me <laughs> and the gm said i remember him saying well you could take your pants and like roll them up and they'll kind of stay compressed that way if you'd like to when the kids like oh yeah i could do that and and then and then um like the questions were like uh, yeah, I punch in for my break for lunch, and then if I don't punch in, if I punch in after 23 minutes and it charges me for 30 minutes, and he's like, okay, you can just take that discrepancies <laughs> to human resources. I could see him <laughs> wanting to toss himself out of the 14th floor window to the GM.
5: Uh-huh.
2: And somebody else saying, "Uh, yeah, notice that at coffee breaks. Like, I make, uh, you know, 12 an hour. I don't even know what we made. Maybe not even that then. Maybe probably not even that, actually. And uh, he said, yeah, the coffee break people, they, like, make – like." like 500 a week so i mean can't we get a piece of that gratuity and whatever and he said uh and he said no those are two different de- departments uh the copyright people are in the food service business <laughs> and you roll tables and the, essentially he said that and and then another kid saying um uh, yeah i don't I, like how sometimes we're supposed to work overnights after functions are done and like in clear rooms out and then set them for the next morning and uh is there a way that we could do it so that we can come in, in the morning? Because the third shift is like really tough. And I'm at the GM saying, you can get another job <laughs> at the hotel. Guys, this is, what can I tell you? And like all the veneer was gone. He had had it. He's like, guys, what can I tell you? If you want to do something else or get paid more or wear a better uniform or be front facing <laughs> or get into management, then there are opportunities. Just do this for a while and go and do something else. And the sky is the limit it is whatever you can make it. OK, mm-hmm. no, you can't bring your gun into work. I'm sorry about that. But you know what? Maybe there are places <laughs> where you can. It was, But it's like that I guarantee you that talk, especially when he finally just blew up. Would today he'd be at HR gone for being insensitive? Right. People had questions, but uh, uh, um, but like it, it, can't somebody take a walk and say, "Dylan, walk with me. We can take our <laughs> name tags off. Let's take a walk down the street and just say, just so you know, like mm-hmm. nobody's just between I mean, you and I, and this is this is off the record. You're a loser." And you should leave this place because I don't care about... And you should not be talking to the Associated Press. You don't have anything to say, Dylan. <laughs> you have nothing to say. You are named after a character on Beverly Hills 90210 who was cool for four years to your mother, who was obviously a, a somebody who was drinking and very open to hooking up <laughs> when she shouldn't have been. You've made several wrong choices in a row. There's nobody who should be here for 18 years. Dylan. Nobody should be here for eighteen years, okay? I understand you know the place like the back of your hand. You should never get to know the place like the back of your hand. It's not meant to be that place. Go, fly away, Dylan, fly away. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, do you think the the people in corporate are like you know? I'm going to try to be there for eighteen years. Or are they going to are they there to win every single day and make more money?
3: Of course. It's like jeez,
2: eighteen. I hate Dylan now. <laughs>
3: So, have but this, this reminded me, yeah, <laughs> this reminded me of our no tipping restaurant in Newburyport. Oh yeah, yeah, that I wanted to check up on. And so, if you recall, they were uh, making a big deal out of how they were not going to have tipping because they were going to pay a living wage, and you know, it would that would provide so much stability, and they wouldn't feel the need to get tips. And then, um, so they opened. I've been reading more news articles about them. And do you want to guess what they consider to be a living wage that's going to make it worthwhile for the wait staff to not be tipped?
2: In Newburyport, United States? In
3: Newburyport, Massachusetts, yes.
2: 30 grand.
3: What's Uh, that an hour? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's like 15 bucks an hour. That's not. It's got to be. 30 bucks an hour?
2: I don't know. What is the answer?
3: The answer is 19 to $22 an hour. Oh okay, which is essentially what I made washing dishes in the kitchen and like making right. pizzas at the so Burr if people
2: r- don't know Newburyport is like living kind of like in Beacon Hill. It's a it, very expensive, yeah, very expensive. I mean, you could live up the street in, in like Salisbury or yeah. or but uh, yeah, it's
3: you can't nobody's living on nineteen twenty two dollars an hour that's also way less than you can make in tips, right. Wouldn't you think?
2: Well, this time all the money is going to the owner, right? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, money so... Money grab. So, and I was looking at their menu, and it's not actually... It's kind of pricey, but it's not, like, crazy pricey. So, like, the appetizers... The nachos are $17. Just, like, not...
2: I mean, I'd have to see them, of course, to properly yeah. evaluate. But The eh.
3: salads are, like, $16, $17.
2: It's Newburyport. The
3: burgers are like 15 bucks. So that's not crazy expensive, no. I feel like, for this area.
2: No, I'd rather go to Lord McGann's. What was it called?
3: Master McGrath's. Master that's McGrath's. our new favorite around here. Yeah. So I don't think it's crazy expensive, but I, A, like, I don't think they can possibly make money. No. And B, I don't think their wait staff is going to be making as much money as they could be if they were getting tipped. Correct. Because that's not even like a good salary, really. Correct. 19 to 22 bucks an hour is like the standard in the restaurant industry for any role. Right. And the wait staff makes more. That's why people do it.
2: I've got a good tip for you.
3: Yes, what's the tip? Let's do
2: the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce Hotline.
3: Yes, let's do it. Brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a delicious and healthy hot sauce that Tom's allowed to eat that uh, we can find at Market Basket Big Y, and they give 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation.
2: Hey, Tom. Hey. Who said that was me doing Dudley Moore? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I was wondering if you threw up on that cop who pulled you over for DUI. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh what you doing here? Oh, you got vomit all over me now, yeah? Ooh, wow! That is a deflective attack on Morgan. Morgan. Wow, takes the shot at the Vermont accent. And not bad either, actually, Justin. But um,
3: how I, does how does Morgan know about Vermont accents? I mean, how does it? How does Justin know about? I Vermont don't know. Accents?
2: I don't know. We've got to get to the hmm. bottom of this. There's something hmm. afoot here. Um. So here's my thing on that. I did not throw up in the cop. I was not plastered. I'm telling you, I wasn't. Just mm-hmm. to the truth. And Morgan's digging into it, as a matter of fact. We'll see.
3: I guess we'll see. I hope we get to see your shot soon. I'm excited.
2: Alex Jones here. Uh, why oh, wow. can't we
3: see DeMar Hamlet's face?
2: They, they show that, Alex. They showed it. Uh, I saw a clip of it today. During the game, they did show it. So he's not up to anything. Not up to anything. I am promising you that.
1: Oh, to be a fly on the wall and hear the inner workings of the burn barrel pod. Well, you don't have to be because, (laughs) thankfully, you guys always keep the mics open, which I truly appreciate. I don't think you edit anything, if barely ever, and I think that's fantastic. Now, I do have to point out one thing, though. Yesterday, Alice... Wisely says, Tom, we got to wrap it up. We kind of gone over our limit to where people want to keep listening, and the battery's dying, so the quality of the Recording may not be that good. And then Tom has to say, Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to tell you about this time. Me and my friend, Dave, who lived on such and such a street committed this crime where we had an illegal firearm and we held up a liquor store and Dave got away with, you know, half the booty, but he never got caught. And Oh, Oh, you know what? The statute of, uh, limitations hasn't expired yet no big deal I sure will be okay
2: <laughs> oh that is so beautiful keep it up well I think I'm okay with my stuff I, think I'm okay. I don't know. all that stuff was in the early 90s now so I think I'm okay mm-hmm. I don't know for sure but <laughs> you know a wise man once told me a sure thing is not always the best thing that man was George Hamilton Feeney love you Feeney is that true? George Hamilton Feeney. Wow, my mother was a fan of the George Hamilton. You know who that is, also? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Steve hey, Merrimack. Where the Hi hell have you been? Uh, we've phone. missed you. I almost tried to find him today. Where's he been?
3: <laughs> Jesus.
2: Hi, Steve from Arimack. Uh Back after an
1: extended sojourn trying to foment revolution and golf in the Dominican Republic.
2: Oh, very nice! But anyway,
1: uh, Tom, the yes. arm of the Boston Police that you were trying to think of yeah. during yesterday's show was the TPF, the yes. Tactical Patrol Force. Yes. I don't know if anybody got back to you on that. No, thank but you. those were a, a wonderful bunch of guys who used to patrol the combat zone with enormous clubs. And they would hit first and ask questions later, which was beautiful. And I just can only imagine what they would have done with Catherine Clark's uh, son slash daughter. Uh, Thank you.
2: (laughs) Yes, we need the TPF back. I am uh, here. I am. I fully. Nice to talk to you again, by the way, Steve. Good to hear from
3: you. Yeah, we missed you.
2: We lost him for a second, Alice. I thought it was something I said. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Steve. It's great to have you. Hold on. Phil, Alice.
3: Um. What? I don't want I'm taking the to. kids to karate today, so I'm, that's all there was for messages?
2: Is there something else that you? I thought, thought there
3: was more when I looked, but maybe not. There... Um, maybe not. Do you want to do I the don't messages? know. It just looks like a I lot. Wanna, I want
2: to distribute that's okay. Justin's equally, Alice.
3: Okay. Okay. It's fine. I'm going to karate today, so maybe I'll see Brian at karate. I thought there karate. was more.
2: Oh, you are! You're going to see
3: Brian today. Maybe I'll see Brian. He'll recognize you. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you can leave us messages at BernbrailPodcast.com. Say
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.